Hey, are you pregnant and struggling with achy joints, painful muscles? Maybe you have long labors. Well, have you heard of Kyrosage? My guest, Dr. Berlin, came on the show today to talk about this treatment and others he has found helpful treating pregnant women. We also talk about the spectrum of safety and how the messages about birth we are seeing in today's culture are affecting us. You'll definitely want to listen to this episode all the way to the end and make sure you get all the information. It was a great one. Now, starting tonight at 8 p.m. Central Time for the next six weeks only, I am doing a Q&A in our exclusive Facebook community. It is a wonderful, wonderful place to get connected with other like-minded women who also want an empowered, confident, peaceful birth. So make sure you join that group tonight and join in with the q and I'll be answering some of your questions there. Now, last thing, for a short time, I am offering free 15-minute confidence calls. And if you're feeling stuck in a decision, need help preparing for home birth, or have birth trauma you just cannot seem to overcome, sign up for this call with me. Let me help you find a breakthrough. This will not be offered forever, so sign up today. The link will also be in the show notes for that. Now, let me introduce you to my guest. Dr. Elliot Berlin is an award-winning prenatal chiropractor, childbirth educator, labor support body worker, and co-founder of Berlin Wellness Group in Los Angeles, California. Dr. Berlin graduated summa cum laude from Life University of Chiropractic in Atlanta, Georgia, and the Atlanta School of Massage. His separate schooling in massage therapy, body work, and chiropractic formed the backbone of his innovative pre- and postnatal wellness care techniques. Unique chirosage sessions soothe and relax tight, painful muscles and restore motion to restricted joints. These 30 to 45-minute treatments effectively address most pregnancy aches and pains in just a few visits to promote healthy, comfortable, and functional pregnancy and ideal environment for labor and development delivery. Now, Dr. Berlin has an informed pregnancy project, which aims to utilize multiple forms of media, podcasts, YouTube series, documentaries, and online workshops to compile and deliver unbiased information about pregnancy and childbirth to empower new and expectant parents to make informed choices regarding their pregnancy and parenting journey. Dr. Berlin lives in Los Angeles with his wife, prenatal psychologist Dr. Alyssa Berlin, and their four fantastic kids. I am so excited to share this episode with you. It is jam-packed full of practical and helpful information. So without further ado, let's get into the show. Welcome to the Peaceful Home Birth Podcast, where your journey to a joyful and empowered birth experience begins. I'm your host, Allie McLean, a registered nurse, home birth coach, devoted wife, and proud mother to four incredible kiddos. I've walked the path from trauma to triumph, and I'm here to guide you every step of the way. At the Peaceful Home Birth Podcast, we're more than just a show. We're a community of dreamers, believers, and fearless mothers-to-be. If you're seeking to reclaim your birth story, to transform fear into confidence, and to embrace the beauty of home birth, you've found your tribe. 
My own transformative journey began with a traumatic C-section, propelling me on a quest to uncover the power of home birth. And now I'm on a mission to help you rise above your past, prevent needless C-sections, and stand firmly in the certainty of your dream birth. As a devoted follower of Jesus, I believe that His divine design for birth is inherently good. It is a reflection of His love, strength, and grace. If the dream of home birth has been planted on your heart, know that it's there for a purpose. And I'm here to stand with you as you pursue it wholeheartedly. In a world filled with racing thoughts and doubts, I'm your guide to taking those thoughts captive, making them obedient to Christ, and replacing them with the liberating truth. Together, we'll navigate the challenges that lie ahead, finding not only freedom, but also unbridled joy on your path to motherhood. This podcast is a haven for the woman who has faced the darkness of a traumatic birth and has questioned whether home birth is within her reach. Here we shatter those doubts. Join us for illuminating interviews with remarkable birth workers who share our reverence for the sanctity and splendor of birth. Listen to inspiring women as they recount their triumphant birth stories, each a testament to the strength that resides within you. So whether you're just starting to explore the world of home birth, or you're already on this radiant journey, the Peaceful Home Birth Podcast is your sanctuary, your wellspring of knowledge, and your unwavering support system. Get ready to be inspired, to be empowered, and to embark on a path that leads you to the birth you've always dreamed of. It's time to experience the Holy Spirit's power, to embrace the beauty of birth, and to create a legacy of love and strength. Are you ready to transform your birth experience? Let's dive in. Hi, Dr. Berlin. Thanks for coming on the show today. I'm really excited to talk to you. We have some great topics to talk about, and I have not talked about them on the show yet. So you are the first, and I'm very excited. (laughs) Ooh, exciting. I love first, and thank you for having me. Yeah. Would you go ahead and introduce yourself to my audience? Sure. My name is Elliot Berlin. I'm a pregnancy-focused chiropractor here in Los Angeles, California. Uh, My wife is a perinatal psychologist. Together, we have a practice that serves almost entirely pregnancy and uh, childbirth and postpartum and some parenting, basically anything with a P, which uh, Mm -hmm. signifies those stages of life anyway, a lot of P. So um, that's kind of what we do. And then uh, on top of that, just over the years, we've been compiling information, sort of much like you do, and trying Mm -hmm. to deliver information to people who have decisions to make um, during this time of life and uh, trying to make sure that they can make informed choices by having, you know, all the options in front of them and sort of being able to sift through the pros and cons and uh, make choices that they want to make and uh, match up with the providers who respect their choices and uh, in that way have empowered experiences. So all of that culminated for us in a project called informed pregnancy which has a podcast a blog and a streaming service and one day i will sleep (laughs) yeah right you are doing a lot and i love this is very complimentary you have to have information in order to be empowered right and so i love that you're coming on the show today and talking um with me but i am curious what was it that got you interested in pregnancy and birth in the first place So, um, you know, 
I was pretty young when I I got excited about healthcare in general. I walked into a building, they were doing CPR and uh, a class. And uh, I was like blown away by the idea that you could use your body to be somebody else's heart and lungs until emergency advanced care arrives. And uh, I just, from that point forward, I was like, I want to do that. I want to help people in their time of need. So uh, I studied a whole bunch of things culminating with emergency medical training when I was 17 and started working in ambulances in New York City when I was 18. And uh, then I started my course to pre-med. And um, something happened along the way. My father passed away suddenly and pretty young. He was just 48 and um, partially attributed to a medical mix-up. And I just, it, it shook me at that moment how powerful uh, healthcare can be, medicine, drugs, and surgery can be in terms of helping somebody, and also how powerful they can be in terms of harming somebody. Mm-hmm. Um and I, I, at that point, made the choice, I want to be on the more holistic side of things. I want to work with the body. I want to try to help the body, um, you know, help itself, the doctor within, give all the tools to, that's the most powerful doctor we know, and to give it all the tools it can to diagnose and treat itself when possible. I still love and respect drugs and surgery. I just didn't want to be on that side of it. And I went to school. I studied a lot of different modalities. I fell in love with the combination of chiropractic and massage. So I went to school separately for the two of them and smushed them together into what we call Kairosage. Um, at the same time, I had met my wife in summer camp as teenagers, and she said she'd want to be a psychologist. So we went, moved to Atlanta, Georgia, where I studied chiropractic and massage, and she studied psychology. And uh, part of her doctorate training was in Nebraska her last year of internship. And um, when she was almost done, we're like, hey, let's have a kid. And then no baby came out. Uh, And then we ended up on this kind of journey, uh, difficult medical journey, trying to get pregnant. And they couldn't tell why we weren't conceiving and uh, or were losing pregnancies. And uh, eventually they ran out of options. So they were just like, "Hmm, I think you should uh, find alternative pathways to parenthood. Uh, by that point, we were pretty broke, uh, physically, emotionally, financially, relationshiply, everything. And uh, we thought, we're not even fit to be parents at this time. Let's just take care of ourselves and try to repair um, from, you know, the harm of that very, very emotionally challenging roller coaster. And uh, so we did. We spent a lot of time working on ourselves and exercising and eating better and uh, working and not giving all the money to fertility treatments and Just when we were starting to feel better, we moved to Los Angeles. We started to think about alternative pathways to parenthood, and then we found out we were pregnant. And um, that was 19 years ago, and my son, thankfully, was born healthy. And then every two years, we had another baby. It's like we couldn't turn it off, and now we have four healthy kids. So when my wife and I opened our mind-body practice, it was for general health and wellness, but with an eye on helping people boost their natural fertility. And uh, over time, successes in that fertility program led to a lot of pregnancy. And that's how we ended up where we are today. Wow, that is quite a journey. It sounds emotionally draining as well. It sounds like it was quite the adventure. Um, So with chiropractic, I know I get a lot of questions from moms as a doula. And they're like, how... I mean, is going to a chiropractor safe? And if it is safe, you know, when when should I start doing that? Do you have any advice 
on when and if it is safe for the pregnant woman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, safe is such a, a, a sort of subjective term, right? Nothing's 100% safe and nothing's 100% yes. risky. There's a sort some sort of spectrum of of safe and, and risk, safety and risk that we constantly assess. Like, is this something I want to do? It, because the benefit is more valuable to me than the risk it would take to get there. So, you know, driving to the grocery store is not totally safe. It's fairly safe. Um, but when I'm driving there, I'm not squeezing the steering wheel thinking, oh my God, I might get hit by an 18 wheeler. I'm thinking I need eggs. I need milk. I need, obviously I'm not vegan. I need, uh, I don't know, donuts. So, uh, <laughs> veggies, I'm, I'm supposed to say veggies. So, um, what, what happens is we do risk benefit analyses all the time. Chiropractic is considered very, very safe as a modality. Could something go wrong? Absolutely. Pregnant or not. Uh, the odds of something serious going wrong are pretty small, but not zero. And um, that's something that people sort of assess all the time. Do I, I want to get the benefits of, of chiropractic, um, even though I know there's this small risk of something big happening? Um, in pregnancy, the risk, if it goes up at all, it just primarily goes up because you become more uh, unstable. So the ligaments that normally stabilize and hold things in where they should be and don't let them go too far apart from each other naturally become looser and a bit more strained with the pregnancy. Um, and then, of course, there's the baby inside that you don't normally have. Uh, and again, chiropractic for pregnancy uh, is deemed very, very safe overall. But for a particular individual, it's A, what I feel comfortable with, and B, what benefits do I want to receive at what risk? Um, we do prenatal chiropractic all day, every day. And, um, you know, we've modified our approach to take into account those vulnerabilities. And we've modified our equipment to take into account those um vulnerabilities. And uh, we also have a conversation pretty much before we do anything. Um, almost every time, this is what we would recommend doing. And this is why this is the best idea I can give you what it's going to feel like. Do you want to or don't you want to? And if you do, we, we go for it. And if you don't, we don't. And all along the way, if you're like, wait a second, I actually don't like how this feels or this makes me nervous, then we stop. You know, our patient is always 100% in charge. I love that. I appreciate your approach to safety. And it really is, it's a conversation I have so often when women ask me, like, is that safe? Like, that's an individual question that you have to answer for yourself. So I really appreciate that well-balanced approach to is chiropractic safe or not. Um, you had talked about some benefits to chiropractic. Would you share what some of those benefits could possibly be? Sure. And that kind of ties into your the second part of your question. When do I start if I'm going to do it? Um, you know, as, as a chiropractor in general, I see us as WD-40. When it comes to musculoskeletal health, you have two things that can generally need attention. One is when things are stiff, tight, restricted, um, not moving well. And the other is when they're too unstable or too weak. I see the chiropractors as WD-40. We address the things that are too stiff, tight, and restricted. Uh, chiropractic in general 
addresses the skeletal system when bones are come together to form a joint there should be movement around that joint and if it's lost some of that mobility or totally locked up it can create different types of problems for you some of them are ones that you feel perhaps just as a loss of range of motion i can't move as well to one direction as the other or as i used to um, some of them could be more uh, intense than that pain stiffness uh, if if something gets compressed, if swelling builds up around that restricted joint and it just starts to compress nerve structures or other structures, then it becomes more uncomfortable. And so our approach is we look for those restricted joints, especially along the spine and pelvis, but really anywhere in the body. And uh, where it's restricted, we do a little adjustment, a lot of different ways to do it, but to release that restriction and restore motion between the bones around the joint. That can restore your normal range of motion That if you felt it missing, and also can alleviate some of the symptoms that build up about around restricted joints, the pain, the spasm, and other things like that. So if you're feeling discomfort, we have a great way to alleviate that discomfort if the source of the discomfort is restriction. Um, the other side of the coin for me is uh, because we do the body work, we do massage, uh, we also address the skeletal side of the musculoskeletal system, the soft tissues, the muscles, the tendons, the fascia that kind of wraps around the organs. When those are um, not functional, when they're stiff, tight, and rigid, the, you also feel that as a tightness or a spasm and where those soft tissues connect to other structures like bones, when they're tight, they'll start to pull those two things to too close together and also can compress things along the way. This is sometimes the source of, let's say, sciatica during pregnancy, um, where a muscle is too tight and pinching on part of the sciatic nerve and creating that kind of discomfort. Um, and the remedy there is massage. We kind of get in there with some medium to deep tissue, long strokes to try to restore normal length and normal tone to those soft tissues. And when we get it from the muscular and skeletal side, doing the adjustments and the body work, we tend to get results uh, faster that last longer because we're addressing it from both sides of the equation. So the, re the benefits that people kind of come in for vary from uh, very early on before they're pregnant, trying to get the body ready for a great healthy pregnancy, sort of rolling out the red carpet for this baby, um, all the way to first trimester discomforts that sometimes come up. Uh, an example might be headaches, um, and that goes both ways. People who have lifelong headaches tend to actually feel better during pregnancy as the relaxation hormones kick in and loosen some of those tighter muscles. Uh, but people who never had them sometimes start to get them. That could be because of first trimester dehydration, because you're not uh, excited to drink as much, uh, or if there's vomiting or other fluid loss. Um, then the tightness that comes from that dehydration can start to cause headaches. And then just a, a few weeks later in the second trimester, uh, sleep position changes sometimes cause neck pain, headaches, back pain. So those are all things that we're pretty good at uh, addressing with these techniques. And then finally, um, the low back, hips, and pelvis are supposed to be very loose, relaxed, and open towards the middle and end of pregnancy body again is trying to do that hormonally with relaxing and other hormones um, but if where the bones come together there's not much movement or all the soft tissues in that region are stiff and tight then you end up having a low back hips and pelvis that are pretty rigid and static instead of mobile and fluid uh, and that you know babies 
are expecting that when they try to move, the body will accommodate those movements. I think sometimes people picture the pelvis as a big solid bone, but it's not. It's a bunch of bones connected by soft tissue. So it can expand in a lot of different directions and contract in a lot of different directions. And as the baby is trying to move into an ideal position, the body should be able to do those expansions and contractions and at the very least accommodate, if not facilitate those movements. But if it's stiff, tight, and rigid and static, then as the baby tries to move, it makes sense that your body would not be able to accommodate very well and might resist those movements. So perhaps not not allowing the baby to get into a great position before birth or move through during labor and delivery in, in a fluid and functional way. So that begs the question, does chiropractic care during pregnancy help facilitate a quicker labor? I wouldn't say quicker. Okay. Um, um, if by observation alone, I don't know if there are studies on it, by observation alone, and also, you know, eight years of uh, doing doula work myself and body work during labor, I would say smoother rather than quicker. And I don't know that quick is always the best, yeah. you know, you, you, you see sometimes on a second birth where the first one was 35 hours and the second one's only four hours. Um, that it's very intense. It looks like a, a train moving through somebody, somebody who's strong and was able to endure that 35 hours the first time struggles maybe on the second one because it's it's almost like it looks like labor concentrate, like orange juice concentrate. All of labor is happening over a very short period of time. Um, and sometimes it's better to seemingly to have the a, a little bit longer somewhere in between where your body can accommodate and your mind can accommodate and the baby can sort of adapt smoothly through those changes. So I wouldn't necessarily say faster, but um, another sort of thought that appears in my mind from time to time is uh, when labor starts, you know, it's kind of like your baby's ready at some point and hormonally signifies signals to your body that they're ready. And then your body also has to be ready. And sometimes there's a delay between those two things as your body sort of needs the baby to move into a better position, but it's struggling to do so. So I think in those cases, we might be able to facilitate the onset of labor in a timely fashion um, or decrease that kind of gap between the pop-up timer going off from the baby and, and until the ignition starts on your body. Um, but I wouldn't say faster, but maybe just smoother. Yeah. No, who doesn't want a smooth labor, right? I just know and have talked to so many women that are like, I just, I hope for like a very quick birth. And I'm like, do you? <laughs> I don't know. Because people who have very fast labors, like you said, are like, whoa, that was, that was a lot. Um, can you talk a little bit about the body work that you do during labor? Is there something that you could teach my audience today or where can they get information about what this is, what it helps with? I, I think that this is not talked about enough. So I would love to hear your insight on that. Sure. So, I mean, the body work we've talked about up until this point is mostly you know, the WD-40 stuff, um, and it's it's functional clinical body work looking to alleviate those restrictions and get more functional movement going. That can happen during labor as well. It's how I started going to birth in the first place. I got called to a birth where uh, it was a home birth, and they were at least 24 hours into it, and she was just stuck at nine centimeters for hours and hours and hours. And the midwife thought, well, he does all this stuff with, you know, opening up space pre-birth. 
I wonder if he can do it during labor. So she called and I was like, never have, but I'll give it a try. And when I went over there, you could just feel everything had been become so stiff and tight. And she was the mom who I'd never met before, which was also sort of awkward, um, was so sort of high as a kite on her own drugs that she made. Um, and it was just really fascinating to me, the whole thing. Anyway, I started massaging and it was so tight and it took about an hour and a half for things to really start to loosen up. Um, and when they did, there was just this one moment where there was sort of a clunky noise that I can more feel, but, uh, with my hands and she felt and heard in her body. And she's like, I think you just saved the birth. And 40 minutes later, the baby just came right out. It was sort of like. Her body at that point was in neutral, giving a lot of gas, and the wheels were just spinning. But as as the baby turned into the ideal position, uh, all of a sudden it was like getting into drive, and all all of that uh, expenditure of energy was becoming productive. So that's the musculoskeletal stuff. But you know, I think a lot of the the hands on work that I do during labor, on top of that. There's a bunch of reflexology points um, that are good for different things in the foot. You can look up near the big toe. There's a point for fear. And just kind of holding those points when someone's feeling very fearful can um, help them to alleviate some of that fear, to siphon off some of that anxiousness. Uh, there are points in the shoulders that are, uh, we I refer to them as down points. Um, they help bring everything down. So during labor, pushing to those points sort of helps the baby come down and after the baby, then those points might help the placenta come down and after the placenta is out might help the milk let down. Um, and so there are good points for that. There are points for pain um, along the sacrum. There are points for pain in on the inside of the web between the thumb and the forefinger. Uh, so there's a lot of reflexology points. And more than that, there's also just a comforting touch. And the idea of comforting touch is uh, very powerful for anybody, for a partner, for a doula, for anybody in the room uh, with a laboring person, is that either you're going to be laboring mostly under the guidance of the hormone oxytocin or mostly under the guidance of the hormone adrenaline. Um, and generally, there's a bit of a dance back and forth in a typical labor between them, where oxytocin is driving labor forward and, you know, ultimately bringing those surges stronger, longer and closer together and bring your baby closer to Earth's side. But as that happens, you know, and you pick up to the next level, you naturally sometimes feel fear. Whoa, that's more than I'm used to. And then you release adrenaline, which sort of uh, slows down the the body's response to the oxytocin. Um, and then when you feel safe again, the adrenaline goes away and you get the full response of the oxytocin. That positive feedback loop keeps happening until the baby comes out. But uh, what if the fear doesn't just melt away like that? What if there's a lot of fear and a lot of adrenaline? And instead of feeling the effects of oxytocin on the body, aside from driving labor uh, further along, but also that like sort of love and bonding and orgasm response that oxytocin has on the mind and body as a whole you're instead under the auspices of uh adrenaline which is fear and instead of everything opening everything tightening instead of becoming more sensitive to pleasure becoming more sensitive to pain and um as that progresses it can sometimes look uh, violent like you're just fighting yourself in the most violent way um and 
touch, comforting touch is one of those things that you can do to help kind of bring that fear down, bring that adrenaline down and help sort of with the release of oxytocin, help shift that birth from one that's an adrenaline fear-based birth to one that's an oxytocin, uh, more calm, pleasure-based birth. And um, touch is, is just a great way to do that. I have the benefit for most of my patients of working with them a lot during pregnancy uh, with body work. And I can find out as an individual, what are the things that make this person fearful? What are the person things that make this person feel safe and calm? What are even the massage points on the body that this person finds very irritating or very calming? Um, what are the essential oils that this person responds to really well? Um, and maybe the ones that she doesn't like so much. Um, and with that kind of information, I can go into a birth, and it's obviously not like laying on a table getting a massage. You're in a million different positions, but in each position, sometimes there's nothing. Sometimes the best thing to do is just not even be present, to just step out or step back. Um, but sometimes, depending on which position or location she's in, um, there's something that I can access, whether it's a head, neck, shoulders, jaw, to just do some cranial work and let the body know you're safe. You're not in danger. This is intense, but not more than you can handle, more than you're used to. But you're okay and the baby's okay. Sometimes with touch, you can sort of help mom connect a little bit more with the baby so that she's not just laboring and delivering this baby out, but they're doing this dance together. Um and body work, I just have found over time, is so powerful at doing that. And and when you when you get to witness and feel that transition from fear, from adrenaline over to oxytocin to surrender, uh, it's just mind blowing. And it's sometimes how you see a, a very classic example of that is a patient of ours who had uh, an eleven pound baby. Um, and it was vaginal and unmedicated, and she didn't even tear. And the crazy thing, it was it was in the hospital. So I only say that's crazy because she got into that very oxytocin kind of orgasmic birth state in the hospital, which is I just don't see very often. But it was because she was so open and relaxed and stretchy that baby came out without even a tear. And um, on our podcast, Informed Pregnancy, that story is... I don't know the number, but it's called Labor Day Surprises. And it's a very fascinating story because she talks about how she got there. And one of the components of that was comforting touch. That is fascinating and such a good reminder because even for the partner, just having something to do and knowing that comforting touch really is such a crucial part, um, you know, he can really assist her in that as well. So I love that. Is there anything, any last pieces of wisdom that you can leave my audience as we close up this interview? Um, I, I would just sort of say that that's what you're doing, Allie, the kind of work you're doing, compiling information, sharing stories, bringing on um, people with experience, supporting, laboring, and delivering. Um, it It's the sadness to me is that most people get to their first birth with no exposure at all to childbirth. And it wasn't always like that. We lived on family properties and villages and you saw it all the time. You saw pregnancy, you saw birth, you were part of birth in supporting your relatives when it was their turn and they were there to support you when it was your turn. It wasn't foreign to you. 
now I think most people's exposure is what you see in TV and movies and read in newspaper headlines, which is all very, very dramatized. And so uh, I think if somebody who's never been on an airplane uh, is all of a sudden 30 years old and going to take their first flight, and all they know about airplanes is what they've seen in TV and movies and read in newspaper headlines, they'd be terrified, rightfully terrified. And the, uh, you know, you'd have to drug them heavily to just even give it a try. Uh, because the assumption is that every airplane is going to have some sort of mechanical failure uh, or be hijacked by terrorists or have snakes on it. And um, that's not reality. Reality is everyday planes just take off, have a smooth flight, maybe even a delicious snack and and land safely. Um, and so it's it's troublesome that the impression that most people have of birth, like strong, healthy young women who 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 can like hike up mountains with no you know no thought in in their mind or push through hard workouts with no thought in their mind um just have the mindset going in i can't do this i need a lot of help with this somebody has to do this for me um and i have no judgment if anybody wants to have an elective cesarean or to definitely have a medicated birth that's 100 percent. you know you're the one doing it but I guess where I'm coming from is open your mind to just all the options and possibilities and make sure that's the one you want to choose, not the one that society chose for you. Yes. And that is, thank you for saying that. That is one of the biggest reasons that I started this podcast is to get back to that community birth, that, that community passing of knowledge, because it is powerful. That is how we used to be educated on birth. And like you said, that's just not here anymore. So I really appreciate your work and you and what you do. Um, where can my audience find you? Um, thank you. And it's mutual. I, I just appreciate being on the same team as you, all pieces of a larger puzzle. And you can feel the palpable difference. People are starting to become empowered and to realize, wait, there's more here and and I can do this and I want to be more present and conscious through it and I want to make decisions. Um, the best place to find me is informedpregnancy.com. Over there, you can get to our blog, which comes out every week. It's on fire right now. We've had these great topics and authors. Um, the Informed Pregnancy podcast, you can get there with birth stories and um, just a lot of inspirational stuff. We have about 400 episodes and growing. And our newest little baby is the Informed Pregnancy Plus streaming site. And uh, the idea there was to bring together a streaming video, um, all these great birth documentaries that are very empowering, are around, but hard to find and um, hard to access. And now with one subscription, you anybody can try it for free at the moment. Um, you can on Apple, Android, Roku, just the web, you can access great movies like The Business of Being Born, Orgasmic Birth, The Mama Sherpas, and we're always adding new stuff. We have a series called My Birth, where uh, women take us deep into their birth experience with uh, pictures and video. Uh, we have book reviews of some of the of video book reviews of some of the books that uh, are very helpful for getting information about pregnancy, birth, and postpartum. And um, we have something called Empowered Mama, which is about challenges that people experienced dur during their journey to parenthood and overcame and um, they're very inspiring and empowering um we have stuff about miscarriage and pregnancy loss which isn't talked about very much we're just adding stuff now on fertility 
and um, we have a whole section on mind and body health and wellness. So uh, meditations, yoga, we're about to put up belly dance, uh, body by Simone. So baby by Simone, which is exercises for pregnancy and postpartum and uh, comedy. It's just a growing library that's there to help you be informed and entertained all throughout uh, the journey. And uh, the last place to interact with us would be Instagram at Dr. Berlin, D-O-C-T-O-R-B-E-R-L-I-N. That is great. I will put all of that in the show notes. I so appreciate your time and I hope you have a great rest of the day. Thank you so much. Thanks, Ellie. You too. I hope you loved today's episode and found it so helpful and encouraging. If you did, would you take 30 seconds to leave a review on Apple Podcasts or send this episode to a friend who has been praying for a peaceful home birth? Lastly, make sure you get my free download of my complete home birth essentials checklist. Make sure you have everything ready to go so you're able to feel at peace and confidence leading into your home birth. This printable checklist has all of the important but less glamorous or thought of items that I have found to be so incredibly helpful to have at a home birth after working with many clients in person. Now get it by clicking the link in the show notes. And as always, thanks for listening and peace be with you.